Mine says we're up. Huh? Mine says we're live. Mine says we're live now. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. Welcome to this week's edition of the Orion Podcast. And notice I went slower there because I had to find the... Yeah. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tuesday night edition of the Orion Podcast. Powered by Jackson Kayak. Visit us for all your coolers and kayak needs at jacksonkayak.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Feel better about that, Zach? That was smooth. I like it. That was smooth. (laughs) Maybe one of these days we'll knock this intro thing out of the the part, but... Until then, we're just going to keep trying. We're the podcast that's going to keep trying. We're going to keep telling Cooler. We're going to be the Cooler podcast that tells Cooler's story. We're the little podcast that could. We're the little podcast that could. We've made it all the way to 13 episodes. This is episode 13. Yeah. 13. So we're here. I don't know if that's good or bad for our guest that he's episode 13. I hope we don't jinx anybody. It's... I don't want anybody to like come on the Orion podcast and it turn into like being on the Madden football cover where you like have the worst <laughs> season ever and end up in a coma in the hospital or you know. we need optimism. 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 I'm drinking oh, out of man. for our guest tonight. I'm I'm drinking out of my uh Del Hollow Lake uh, tumbler tonight, special edition. No salt light. Unsalted life, as it says that down there in the fantastic <laughs> land of Tennessee. So uh, anyway, yeah, slow weekend on my end. I ain't got nothing to talk about. I didn't go fishing. I didn't go. It, I just I didn't. It was a hundred degrees, man. So it was a little warm. We got uh we got a little bit of weather this weekend. Finally got some much needed rain. So I spent mm, a couple hours down here in the basement, uh, tweaking and tuning on bows, trying to get them both feeling as close to the same as I could. Um, I've got a 33 inch axle axle and a 30 inch shorter axle axle bow this year. So first year I've really had two that are different gives you quite a bit different string angles. So just changing D loops, moving peeps and trying to get them to feel as close to the same as I can before I go outside and start getting things built and getting them dialed in. So hunting out of the, you've moved over to hunting out of the, um, the saddle. Yeah. Yeah. How does the, how does the bow length 
change or differ doesn't matter. Bow length in a tree has never really bothered me. And I'm always up until Hoyt moved their front and sidebar uh, stabilizer positions last year to a lower position. I'd always ran like a 12 to 15 inch front bar and a 10 to 12 inch sidebar. So even running that in a tree never really, you know, felt cumbersome to me. Um, the saddle I feel like is, it's probably opened up shot opportunities a little bit as far as what's behind you and kind of using the tree that you're on for a little bit of cover. Um, it does take a little more discipline to sit still because you are suspended and, and leaning on a rope. So you tend to kind of just want to sway a little bit every now and then in the wind. Yeah, I'd be um, asleep yeah, swaying. Well, I've taken a, a nap or two in the saddle, that's for sure. Um, those 13 hour sits in the saddle, just tuck up against the tree and get up there and, and it's all rocking by baby. Yes, absolutely. Those windy days when the tree starts rocking, you just kind of, well, at 1 to 2 p.m., you know, there's probably nothing going on. So it's a good place a to sleep, man. Some of the best naps I've ever taken were in tree stands. I so. guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee it. And, it, you know, they're even better when it's cold, which is what's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I get all bundled up in my Sherpa lining and <laughs> just lay my head over and close my eyes for a bit. But well, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I got two good bows this year, so I'm excited to get the tapes on them and start shooting some distance. I'm ready to use my camera. I owe you a few pictures, so I got to yeah. up my game. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a very cool guest tonight that uh, he's kind of into something that uh, – we kind of have a, well, he's he's got a bigger passion, and I have an intrigue, I guess would be the best way to put it, over catching big inland stripers. And he is also, if you've called into Jackson Kayak and talked to customer service, there's, there's a high probability that you may have talked to this guy. He uh, he started off at Jackson Kayak on the, uh, on the production floor building boats. Building boats, probably built my big rig. And uh, now he's in our customer service department, and he is one heck of a fisherman. Without further ado, what's up, Charlie? What's up? How Welcome, we doing, sir? Uh, good, good. That was a sweet intro. I'm not sure if I can follow follow that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like you know, to pump up folks' tires with a lot of accolades, make yeah. them feel nice and warm. I mean, and we call James a legend and everything. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Well, gosh, now I know you're liars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. It's what you're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do on podcast. Well, man, you've got uh, you've had an interesting week, dude. You are fresh back from iCast. Dude, I am beat. I can I, <laughs> yes, We appreciate you taking the time out tonight after being gone all last week and then yeah, coming yeah. on the podcast tonight when you could clearly probably use a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Naps, uh, it's a precious commodity, especially especially with two kids running around. No, yes. it's, it's it's funny because you know these shows are fun and all, and uh, um, you know when when if if you don't work them, you know you don't you have a different perception. Um, but but they're uh, they're tough. There's a lot of chaos, um, a lot of time on your feet. You know you make yeah uh, have a lot of good interactions, but it's uh, it's a whole bunch of fun, uh, uh, but it's a whole lot more work for sure. Um, Especially when you got a drive. Yeah. I, mean, I, drove, I drove. Yeah. It's supposed to be a nine-hour drive, but between going through in Atlanta and into Orlando, man, it was. Uh, it ended up being a thirteen-hour drive. Um, and you had you had some pretty good company on the ride. Yeah. Bridget, Bridget Howard. Bridget, Bridget. 
Aunt B uh, was in ballet. there. Yeah, ballet, Bridget Valet. Yeah. yeah, Aunt B, as we call her in the marketing department. Um, so uh, being at iCast, give us uh, give us a rundown. Favorite product, favorite new product that you got a scope from iCast. Oh man, um, it's funny. I've been I've been uh, um, following these guys here, uh, G Rat Baits, and then make this. Um, they make this jig head now it's a it's a swim bait jig with a lip called the fighting fish um three quarter ounce you know a bunch of different colors um got a pretty long shank hook and uh you can attach um you know flukes swim baits soft plastic swim baits but there's also keepers on the top and the bottom for uh skirts uh so you can fish it uh it, they're sinking uh sinks uh moderate to fast um so you can work it like a jig or you can you can crank it man um i i uh, it doesn't come out until later this fall so i'm really really eager to get my hands on it because uh, i know i know what these will do you know I, these you know these will these will hunt man um so so i'm excited to see see him coming out with that very nice very nice sounds like well, a pretty cool product absolutely absolutely now as we mentioned before, um, let's kind of, we always like to go through the progression of our guest, if you will. Um, one of the first questions that we typically ask is, how did you get started? How did your journey in the outdoors begin? Well, man, um, of course, growing up, uh, my dad, you know, was always a, he, a big hunter, um, big fisherman. Um, started out there, um, like a lot of us do. You know, just, uh, I grew up in Texas, so there's a lot of farm ponds he had a lot of farm buddies uh, so i got kind of spoiled um you know some of my fondest memories was you know stepping step onto the bank of a farm pond and seeing this seeing this push dude i mean like, on both sides of you 400 yards all these bats pushed in the middle and it was one of those where you can cast you can cast a stick with hooks on it <laughs> and the bass <laughs> would eat it um but yeah just just growing up you know fishing uh, uh as a kid um i never never left it um, and, uh, you know, now I'm, now I'm addicted more than ever. I'm finding, you know, <laughs> finding the passion is turning into a, a crutch almost. <laughs> but now what was the, how'd the road lead you to Jack's kayak? Well, um, that was an accident really. Uh, uh, I lost my job, um, before coming to Jackson unexpectedly. And, uh, of course, um, my daughter wasn't born yet, but but my son was, uh, you know, was around, and he, um, I think he was five or six at the time, and uh, um, you know, I, I wasn't going to wait around for a job, so you know, I, I put put out all these feelers, and uh, excuse me, and Jackson was the first one that reached back out to me, and it was kind of funny. Um, it was sort of a sort of a crude way of hiring. Uh, uh, Dave G uh, was the HR manager back then, and. Uh, Essentially, he stalked me on Facebook. <laughs> He's like, "All right, you're your family guy. Um, you hunt and fish. Uh, you don't, you know, post dumb pictures. You know, partying. You know, uh, on Facebook, it's all either outdoor adventure pictures or family pictures. Um, so, so my, my application was in for about a half hour before he oh, wow. called me back. And I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, we want to, we want you to come in for an interview." I was okay, cool. So. Um, 
you know, I went in for the interview, uh, well, what I thought was going to be an interview and it ended up being an orientation. I was like, all right, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) He actually wanted me to work. That was on a, that was on a Thursday and he actually wanted me to work that following Monday. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we had a family trip planned, um, that week. So he, he gave me a week and and I started out building boats. Yeah. And, and as, now being the customer service guy, you you actually when you started building, you've pretty much built everything that we, well our our previous lines. You've pretty much built everything that we we made there for a while. Yeah, everything up up until twenty nineteen. Um, so everything up until when the uh, uh, um, I think the Mayfly was the last newest boat that I built. Um, yeah. So. Uh, just about everything. Uh, it, it was a uh, it was fun, man. I really really enjoyed it. And that uh, that obviously gives you a good hand. All that hands on experiences helps you with your new job, customer service. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and uh, so I was I was sort of a shoe in uh, when when it when it came to that. And it's funny because they tried to get me in the office, you know, a few times. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that because I've I've done manual labor my whole life. You know, I always enjoyed working with my hands and. And building stuff um and uh, you know when they approached me i just kept you know pushing it down because i was like you know i just i want to be out here with the tools and the sweat and because it, it's really cool making those boats you know it's it's uh i thought it was going to be an assembly line when i when i first applied um but it's not it's really you know sort of a craft job you know one person gets a boat and they build it from bow to stern you know the only the only place it goes after that is you know quality control and, and the shipping then off to the customer or dealer um so it it you really got a sense of pride when you built those boats because um, it was your baby you know from from start to finish um, so i really really enjoyed it uh but i was already you know as a builder um and a fisherman i was already on the pages uh kind of doing damage control um, just because i was you know i love the company and was so prideful about to get on there and, and uh, answer people's questions that i could um and that was you know sort of sort of noticed so when those job openings came over in the office, you know, people kept, kept pinging me. And then finally it took the CEO to come down and like, Hey, <laughs> they, they really want you. In we want you to look into this. So, so here I am. Yeah. And we couldn't ask for, for a better guy. Um, we've got a few good guys that have uh, graced our customer service department, oh, Matt Cunningham. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean, we've got Tyler, we've got some good dudes that have been yeah, in that yeah. position. Again, she's a she's a guru. Amy's awesome. Uh, Matt Jameson, he's our yep. he's our whitewater and uh, Excel spreadsheet magician. Uh, you know, um, it, it's it's that's that's the other part that's uh, kind of a saving grace and a big motivator is nobody works harder than anybody else in there. You know, everybody's absolutely getting it. If there if this ever if anybody ever has a cushion. You know, they're going to the next person and saying, "Hey, you know, I've got a little bit of space. You know, what do you got for me?" Um, and that's that's kind of unseen in a lot of places you work because you know, you, there's always that one person where you're like, "Man, you know, why why am I working harder than that person?" You know, what's what's the deal? Right. Um, but this is the first place where I've worked where I've never felt that way. Um, that's really that's really cool. It makes you want to work harder for sure. And that yeah. that's a really good testament to everybody in our office. I mean. I, I work here in Indiana, but you know, when I call in and I have to talk to somebody or we're in a meeting or whatever, everybody's just genuinely nice. 
and and you can attest to this a little bit more. Everybody has it's it's a family. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and that's a cool thing. You know, we we were we're pretty big. You know, we sell international, you know, all over the world. But to walk in, you know, those doors every day, it, it still feels like a mom and pop shop. You know, I walk in. You know, if, if you know, sometimes I bring the kids in if, if they have to come in. My dog. You know, the ladies will kick off their shoes. Literally, you know, it's it's uh, you know, we we'll get stuff done, but it's it, it's it's a pretty laid back environment. Like I said, you know, there's there's never you know any conflict. Um, and I think I think that's what I think that's why you, know, you guys are seeing what you see. Uh, that that uh, I would say it's stress free. Obviously, you know, there's there's stressors. There's always stressors in the work environment. Um, but it's 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 more laid back, uh, um, and that sort of translates to the customers because we're not as as uh, high strung from you know workplace you know drama or, or, or stuff like that. So so it's pretty it's pretty cool. Well, now being being that you work at the factory, you do get to put your hands on some pretty cool toys um, that might come down the uh, R and D pipeline. You you get it you get to run them through the ringer here and there. Um, what's been some of your favorite uh, favorite boats that have come out of the favorite boats um, that have come out of the shop? Yeah, you, you know this is it was my uh, it was my thumbnail for this podcast uh, that that blue sky. Now, there, there's a bunch of boats. Uh, the Hoos HD, you know, of course, is, is it's money for rivers, but just sheer uh, enjoyment and uh, um, just being able to be on it, you know, forever. Uh, the blue sky, you know, I hunt and fish out of it. Uh, and it's funny that that's one of the, you know, that's one of the first ones that I really, you know, um, tested and prototyped because uh, a lot of the other ones. You know, were were either tested, you know, before me or you know, um, tested by somebody else, some of the team members. But that blue sky came out right after I came into the office. I actually built, um, actually came out right before. I actually built, helped build uh, the first blue sky. Uh, me and a handful of other guys. Um, again, it's funny. It took us like it took us like five hours to build that first one because we, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> you know, uh, right? It's kind of funny because I saw the thing and I was like, that's really cool, but is it is it too unique right um, but you know here we are uh, uh many years later um but i took that prototype out and uh, you know brad brad cisco was like hey you know, put this on the water you know don't abuse it uh, by any means but use it use it like you're going to use it and uh i took it down here below the dam and uh um the uh, the walleye bite was particularly good it was, it was one of those nights where every Every four or five casts, I'll send the hook um, every single time. And oh, uh, wow. um, I forgot, you know, obviously, I forgot about the time. And next thing I know, the, the <laughs> sun's coming back up. Like, Holy crap. I look at my look at my phone. And I'd, <laughs> I'd been on the thing for 15 hours. Straight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just, just, just bouncing around right below the dam. And, uh, um, you know, the, the, the fact that it's so stable and being able to, being able to stand up, you know, stretch my legs. Um, is, is a big reason I forgot that I was out there that long because uh, it, it it took down the fatigue um, nearly completely. Uh, you know, obviously I was tired from sleep deprivation, but you know, my back wasn't sore. You know, my, my hips didn't hurt. Um, yeah, and but, that's that's one of the cool things about the blue sky. I mean, when you when you think about kayaks and sometimes when you're in the seat for a long time, you see a lot of guys putting the kayak cushions and different things on. Um, it really does 
any kayak, it doesn't matter which brand it is. It does pinch your hips a lot in the yeah. seats, but when you're up and you're yeah. elevated in the blue sky, you're, you're more relaxed with your legs yeah. down. <clears throat> and it, it really does offer something that's a little bit more comfortable, um, especially for, you know, people that may have trouble getting up and down anyway. Yeah. It, it's, it's a really cool platform. Yeah, yeah, it looks more that. comparable to kind of sitting in a chair versus, you know, kind of sitting on the floor and, and yeah. pedaling out in front of you. Yeah. But uh, so 15 hours on the river. That's that's a long one. <laughs> Was the Orion full? That's my question. <laughs> no, uh, well, I mean, I, I caught my limit, but uh, actually I kept I I kept one short of my limit. So I keep fishing. Yeah, you know, get the hook one <laughs> and, uh, when the sun came up, I finally finished it off and went home. Um that that part of you know that's one of my favorite spots to go if it's ever if someone ever said you know a million bucks catch a fish pick pick anywhere that's where i would go um it's just there's so many species you know there's walleye down there uh, uh musky um, uh, actually there's musky on the upper end so down there there's no musky but walleye striper sturgeon catfish um all varieties you know all your black bass um varieties of uh well the three varieties of of um, trout here uh, brooks browns and rainbows yeah, i mean just everything everything that's down there uh, i've not been skunked um below uh, at, at center hill dam below center hill dam uh oh, wow. i've not been skunked uh, as long as i'm right there at below the dam um I, I haven't been skunked in about three years three or four years better knock on wood dude you know this year's like yeah. the 13th episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might have. Uh, no, I, we, we just real, Madden yeah, covered you. Oh gonna, my gosh! I was, I'm gonna sink my boat next time I'm out there. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just a, it's, it's a great fishery, and it's funny. Part of the reason that happens is because I load pretty heavy, um, which is another good thing about that blue sky. You can load down pretty heavy. Um, yeah, and uh, and that happened uh, because one year, uh, you know, uh, they were running a bunch of water, and the uh, uh, me and my buddy went out there with trout gear, and he he looked over the rail. He was like, "Did you bring your big pole?" I was like, now why? And, uh, he kind of chuckled and, and pointed over the railing. So I went over there and sucked my head over. And there were three guys with big surf rods. And uh, uh, two of them had them doubled over. They were fighting you know, big 40-inch you know, stripers. And they landed those. They cast it five or six more times, set the hook again. Cast it five or six more times, set the hook again. And uh, uh, we, we watched them do that for about two hours. Of course, the trout weren't hitting because they were running for their lives. Um, so all we could do was watch, but, but ever since then, uh, you know, I told myself I would never get caught again. So I'll, I'll bring everything from an ultralight all the way up to, you know, strapper gear, um, and, uh, you know, more often than not, I catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about the multiple species, um, you know, Christine Fisher's one of them that really caught my eye doing it down at the, uh, the wolf. Wolf Creek Dam uh, on Lake Cumberland and really showcasing some of those trout and different things. And the more, the more that I explored that, it was like, it's amazing. These, these hydroelectric dams that are on the Cumberland river in this area, uh, Dale hollow center Hill, all of them pretty much down that line. You've got stripers, you've got trout and they don't stay small by no means no, no it's uh um, and it's it's kind of insane um uh it's just there's there's you know 
there's a super oxygenated, you know, because they're, you know, they consistently run water. Um, and the, the bait fish is, they just pile up. Oh, there. yeah. Um, I, mean, I was pedaling my blue sky and I, I thought I hit debris and it was a pile of shad. It was, it was a big school of shad swimming by me. Um, Jeez. I mean, it was, well, I mean wow. it, it, and when I, when I say it's a big school, I mean, it, it took them a good minute, minute and a half to, to clear my to clear my boat. Wow. And uh, and once you know, there were two or three strippers, you know, uh, shadowing those those fish. And it's funny because they're the ones at the dam, unless they're, you know, just blasting water and churning up the bait. Uh, when the water's slack, it, it's near impossible to catch those fish because they're just they're just cruising behind it. You know that ball of bait. When they're hungry, they just pick them off and keep on keep on swimming. Uh, now, kind of kind of walk us through. There's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, when you're fishing below these dams, it can be risky business. Yeah. Um, kind of walk people through the steps that you take and how you guys really go about it, and some of these big fat baits you guys. Yeah. Um, down there. So the first the first thing you know I do you know regardless of the river I'm in. Um, is I, I'll float it. I'll float it during the day. I'll, you know, um, if I'm going to, you know, do a float, I'll make sure to float that stretch during the day first, uh, because, you know, um, with them generating, uh, it changes every season. You know, if, if the, the waters, you know, the flood waters get real bad up on top of the lake, you know, they'll open, you know, all, every sluice and every gate and open the generators wide open and it, it blows out that river. And there's, there's new blow downs and, and everything else so it can get pretty dangerous if you're not familiar with it um so that's 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 the most important part is is getting on the river when you can see to see what things are um that's the first thing and uh um uh, you know second is to, to pay attention to the generation uh before you get on the water um you know mainly you know for safety uh um because you know even even if you know that river um that water can get, get to skew pretty, pretty oh, yeah. quick. Uh, and it's deceiving. Um, it's just even to, to um, uh, be on that water and, and kind of, you know, see how, see how fast it moves because it doesn't seem like it's moving that fast. Um, but as soon as you get your paddle in the water, you start digging. You're like, holy cow, you know, this, this water is really, really moving. Um, so paying attention to that, uh, you know, for safety, first and foremost. And then, and then for, uh, the fishing aspect because there's there's parts of of um these rivers where uh the fish will, will feed heavy during fall on water and then there's other parts of the rivers where um you know they'll, they'll lay up in holes you know when the water is bottomed out um it's a it's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of you know scouting and not just you know preseason you know just consistently scouting um know uh on a trip to trip basis um because you know these rivers change so much um and the fish of course you know change so much you know you got to deal with their you know their pre-spawn spawn post-spawn pattern and then you know add in you know tons of water fluctuation you know oh yeah so it's uh uh we grind the the, the guys that are catching them um grind pretty hard uh when we're catching these fish um, course we don't post the pictures of you know of, of us <laughs> wandering around in the dark you know not catching <laughs> you, don't, you guys don't see that part well yeah we, we need to film that part one of these days i'd like to me and zach would both probably like to come down and film the uh 
film that and get you guys wandering around in the dark and just make something cool out of it. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be sweet. We uh, um, need some night vision. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't don't threaten us with a good time. We'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, uh, I, I wanted to um, film, but uh, all I have are bright lights, uh, and that's gonna those fish are gone. You know, oh yeah, yeah, they're like shy. Now, some of the different places. I mean, like you're talking about. You know, I know Cumberland. You can look at the Cumberland River. Um, one of the places we go in uh, Burksville, Kentucky, uh, just north of you guys. You can really check the gauges and you can check the river weather, and you can see large spikes. and And you kind of learn. I mean, anybody that's listening or watching, you know that <coughs> river weather. Um, water weather, I don't remember what the website's called. It's one of the two. Just Google it. You'll find it. And then um, the TVA also puts out, um, they've got an app that'll show you any lake that's on the TVA chain um, that you might be interested in fishing the, the river below the dams. And it will give you the generation schedule, yep. which is not always 100%, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's subject to change, um, it, for sure. Very much. And, and then check the river weather. Um, you can really see through the week as the week progresses, the the highs and the lows of the river. You can kind of start looking at the time and go, okay, it's at its lowest here. And, you know, it's going to start rising here. This is probably when I need to either bail out or when I need to be there. Yeah. And, yeah. and of course, you know, that all changes depending on where you are on the river. You know, absolutely. You are from the dam. Um, and like you said, uh, it's it's subject to change. Um, so So that's another thing about these trips is, is they're sort of they're sporadic and a lot of them are sort of on the fly you can you can plan you know you can plan the weekend you're going to go but you can't hardly ever plan the time you're going to go you know because because those uh generation schedules don't update until 24 hours before you know the day of um so you, know, you gotta you know say hey you know i'm gonna go saturday i don't know what time yet but <laughs> go I'm saturday. Going. you know it might be it might be three in the morning or it might be sunrise you know uh, or it might be two in the afternoon uh and that, that's another thing that's cool about these strappers. So, so um, in a lot of these, you know, uh, river systems, um, you know, uh, typical uh, striper fishing, um, especially you know, uh, in big, big lakes, um, the, the the whole stigma is once the sun's high, they they shut down, they're done. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because, uh, of course, I mean, you see this with with uh, you know black bass too. It just the 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 river river weather i guess uh, so to speak and it, it's it's different um their their behavior is different uh so we we found we found fish you know at at noon before um you know and then hooked up um so that's another cool thing about you know fishing river strippers is is you know they they their behavior is different um so you've got to kind of learn learn a little bit different you can't you can't always rely on what you read when it comes to this fish you gotta get out there and do it yourself yeah, and, and my first experience, well, you know my first experience. I went to, uh, last year I took a guide trip to Lake Cumberland. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go catch one. I hadn't checked that box yet. So I, I take off to Lake Cumberland. And, you know, it was it was neat. And anybody that's looking, that just wants to get out there and go on a guided trip or whatever, Lake Cumberland is a great place to do that. They've got a phenomenal fishery If if you're into this kind of thing guiding a guided trip is is where you lake cumberland is is a great place um but for me one of the it was neat to watch and learn what my guide was doing you know we had 
nine pole nine rods out and obviously planer boards downriggers all kinds of different things and, and to see him work and how he he handled everything on the lake side of it uh, was really cool i mean we would be cruising along and and being a black bass fisherman i, I was able to watch the sonar and really tell like okay this is getting ready to go down you know you'd see the big glob and it seemed like every time we'd hook up i mean they knew what they were doing yeah it's yeah. for me as as a real and cast fisherman i i'm still not satisfied i have to <laughs> it was like i checked the box but i only like got halfway down and i didn't i didn't full check it yet i feel like i need to feel like i need to do it for my kayak yeah no um yeah i think part of it's the species too man. it's just it is it's because i was uh i was thinking that I, I i'd be able to get away from them this year because we uh of course i've been chasing pretty hard um and we did you know we did some some filming for the road trip angler yep. uh, with jameson redding uh about two months ago um so i was kind of uh, it, it, about, it was about three months ago. It was, it was a little bit early for uh, um, for stripers, um, but you know we fished um, a lake uh, you know, for black bass, and uh, you know so I was kind of I was, I was forced to fish, you know if, if that's even possible, <laughs> uh, but uh, sort of forced to fish for a different species, and I was like, this is kind of fun. My arm doesn't hurt, my back isn't sore. <laughs> you know, I, I might I might get back into um, you know black bass fishing and um i got back on the big river and set the hook on a, on a 42 pound striper i was like nope <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah it's the first time um this is the first year so i moved i moved to tennessee in 2007 uh this is the first year in 15 years that i didn't turkey hunt oh um, wow because I was I was too hung up on on chasing strappers in the spring, so wow. something, yeah. When you talk about the arm soreness and their back soreness, like what's it like managing the boat in current with a forty-two pound fish on the line? It's uh, it's actually not bad because the fish is generally either swimming, you know, upstream or downstream. So you're staying in line with the current, so you're not really going to get sideways or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh the the only thing is is you gotta carry pretty stock gear because uh you know being in those rivers they, they know where every tree is and that's the first thing um that's the first thing they go into is they're finding that tree and they're they're i mean you set the hook on one of these stripers and your your drag is smoking for a good 30 you know um actually the last one i set the hook on uh it smoked my drag for about literally a minute straight and oh, geez. everything went slack <laughs> and I brought my uh, I was using a big Janko uh, long shank hook and I brought it back and you know I've, I've caught you know um, mid 40 50 pound stripers and I've never had one straight in the hook and that one straightened my hook um, wow. so I like to think that that it was a pretty big fish you know it could have been you know the combination of it and current um, but I've never had one straight and straight my hook um, well, that's what they do man they, they go berserk they turn and they go um that, that's the only thing when you're fishing out of a out of a kayak just to get away from, get them away from those trees um which is kind of funny because that that thumbnail you posted so that was uh that was my first um because i guess you can't call it really call it a kayak um 
uh, that was the first, you know, a striper I caught out of a, you know, small personal watercraft, um, you know, out of that blue sky. And, you know, uh, just, just typical striper. I, I set the hook and, uh, um, you know, it's with my buddy, Chris Bryant. Um, he's a, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, striper fisherman. Um, uh, but I, uh, he, he took me out and I, I, it's funny, he hooked up and, uh, he goes cast right there i cast it and i mean two cranks and i was on uh, but it went straight into a tree and i had my son with me he was tied up in the skipper he was tied up to the blue sky and uh um i fought it for maybe 10 15 seconds and then it just went heavy and i was like crap and i sat there and i started doing one of those and it was just dead weight and i was like man i'm in a tree so i i pedal upstream past the tree and i'm going to come back down um on top of the tree to to un, uh, you know, to, to try to get my lure back, you know, I figure it, it's over with. And I, I have my headlamp on, and I get about ten yards from the tree, and about three feet down, I see the silver thing doing one of these. And oh, uh, I, I'm using a, I'm using a big red fin, a big seven inch red fin, and uh, the the front treble is a tree, and the back treble is in the fish's mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? So I. I opened the, the the spool up on the on the reel and I set it in the blue sky, and I have Silas hop onto the blue sky and get on the front porch on my son Silas, and uh, <laughs> he have him lay on the deck and hug. So, so there's the top of the stump sticking out of the water, like pieces right. of roots and stuff. I have, right. I have him lay on his <laughs> belly and and hug the uh, the stump, and I lay on my belly. And I reach, I mean, I reach down probably about three feet. And and it's funny because Chris is over there and he's he's watching me. And all he can all he can picture is moving water, you know, uh 20, 30 pound fish, treble hooks, oh, three yeah. feet down, and he's like, he's going, no, 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 no. And <laughs> I've got the pliers and I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere below the water line. Try not to suck water because my face is touching the water. <laughs> and I somehow managed to unhook this fish and give it a death grip and pull it out of the water. Oh my gosh. Like, that was like the dumbest and sort of <laughs> one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I was like, dude, I wasn't losing my first you know, kayak striper. Makes for a good story, anyhow. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one for sure. Oh my gosh. And, you know, talking about how these things fight, man, I mean, it, I mean, you get cold chills, honest to goodness just talking about them i mean because they dive man they dive so hard when they start to come to the boat it's like i mean i you know i've caught largemouth and smallmouth yeah. and they dive right at the boat but yeah no not like this yeah it's like yeah, no, and, uh, and yeah of course the stripers you caught were in the lake right yeah yeah so i mean so just just i mean just like black bass you know compare a black bass in the lake and compare to one in the river um so oh, yeah. that's kind of the comparison you get uh um we kind of we kind of call the uh, uh the ones in the lake slops because they're they're big heavy and they make these you know yeah. pretty decent runs um but the ones the ones in these small rivers are, are a lot more athletic of course again you know there's moving water yeah they're um, stronger yeah they're, they're, right. they're stronger because they're used to that current and also it's more oxygenated so you know, mm-hmm. they, they have they have more energy and they're, it's absolutely like this time of year, especially down in Tennessee. And well, I mean, we're not, 
we got hot here in Southern Indiana, humidity nineties, but you guys are a little bit warmer down there and the humidity yeah. is a little bit thicker. If, if you've never fished in one of these rivers coming out of these deep lakes, it's like being in, it's like air conditioning while yeah. you're fishing. It yeah. is, <laughs> it's spectacular. <laughs> yeah. It's nice for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you get cold at night sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. I've been out yeah. there and you see the water will be like 60. You look at your fish finder and the water on the Cumberland River is like 65, 66. And then like you start getting the flow yeah. and you just see that, that temperature is going from the and it drops quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so that's another, you know, another reason it's so important to get out there. Um, before uh uh in the daylight before you make a float for an actual night you know for an actual uh, trip a uh, night trip is uh you know where that where that warm air is hitting that cold water uh, the visibility is like 10 feet it, like you cannot see where you're going um you know me and matt cunningham went out uh uh you know and i you know i went i went against my own advice and uh you know i, I thought i knew the river you know um, uh as well you know better than than, than i did and uh, we got out um and it was super super foggy and we could hear fish blowing up. And it, sound, it sounds like bowling balls being dropped in the water um you know I, I did i did hook up you know with one that night after we pulled over but we couldn't like we couldn't float and fish it was it was way too sketchy um you know luckily you know you could hear the strangers coming up you know uh you know 50 yards you know 100 yards away in some spots uh but uh yeah it was it was way too dangerous to float and fish so we missed a lot of good opportunities we were, we we're floating past fish that were blowing up um you know right next to us but uh yeah river river safety is is huge when it comes to i mean in general um but when it comes to doing something like that because um you know fighting a fish in the dark in the fog that big it could get hairy pretty quick and i would they, i would imagine so i think that's why i keep going back i think uh i think it's like it's, it's I'm, I'm i've become an adrenaline junkie and uh <laughs> I like fishing well and, and you just mentioned a guy that can kind of kind of take you there um there there is legend in tennessee that matt cunningham will take you on some of the wildest oh. most dragon boat <laughs> trips that you've ever been yeah. on yeah and they're and they're they're beautiful um yeah he did that's the best it? matt cunningham story <laughs> <laughs> dude i mean you ask anybody i'm mean, i'm not sure uh i don't know if it's short and his muscles are compact or what but that dude will out paddle just about anybody like i, I don't i don't i don't understand what it is he's just he's just he's, he's insane um but let me see if I can find a picture here. Kind of gives you, like, sort of the epitome of a Matt Cunningham trip. Um, <laughs> he put me on this drag that was just insane. Uh, Chris Funk says, "Dead Armadillo Creek with Cunningham was legendary." <laughs> so I don't know if you can see that. So, so oh, yeah. <laughs> that's me. Oh, uh and like the water is like back there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's standing here and the water's still like another 50 yards, like, like behind him. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's the epitome of exploratory fishing. 
Um, and it pays off, man. He'll find these holes that are a pain to get to. Um, but next year, you know, you're you're casting and you're setting the hook on a fish every cast. It's like he took me to a creek. Um, not quite as hard to get to as that, um, but took me to a creek off a of center hill that, uh, you know, when it floods, it, it has the potential to become just insane. Um, and we got back there and uh, I was catching a few dragon dead rigs, um, but where the water had flooded, it flooded into the banks and into the woods. There's stuff mm-hmm. blowing up. I'm like, man, I don't have, you know, I didn't have any frogs with me. Um, I didn't have anything to throw on top that I could find. And uh, finally found one, just one. Um, it was a uh, Strike King uh, Raid Shad. It was like a big tadpole, um, yep. big giant ribbon tail. Um, so yeah. I, I rigged a weedless, you know, weedless and weightless Texas rig. I slung it into the into the woods, essentially, you know, nicking every branch on the way in there and drug it out. And um, dude, I mean, before I get, before I can get, Three or four cranks, you know, one blew up on it and set the hook. It was a big small mouth. Threw it back, casted, set the hook on it. I caught like, you can ask Matt Cunningham. I, I, I caught probably 15 or 20 fish back to back, just throwing just randomly into the woods. They were just smoking it. Um, and it was, it was funny. We had another angler with us that, uh, um, uh, and this is so this is part of the reason I don't, I don't tournament fish. Um, I think I could be really good at it. Uh, um, but I think it would turn turn uh, too much into into work. Um, but we had another angler with us that was a big time tournament fisherman, and uh, you know he was I could tell he was getting frustrated. I was like, "Hey man, I've got you know I've got you know some some there." Because he, he he asked me, he's like, "What are you throwing?" Um, I told him, and uh, he's like, "Well, I don't have any of those." I said, "Well, I've got I've got a couple if you want to you know if you want to throw them." He's like, "No, no, I'm good, I'm good." I said, "Okay," so I think, and and. And I guess not thinking back now, I feel kind of bad. Uh, but me and Matt were just giggling because some of these <laughs> fish were hit like within inches of my boat. You know, first it was startled; it would startle me, so I would, I would kind of, I would yell and cuss, uh, and then <laughs> I would giggle because I'm like, "This is this is so dumb. This is ridiculous." And they were all small yeah. enough, like caught one or two spots, maybe a couple of large enough, but the majority of them were small enough. So they were hitting and they were, you know, just, just fighting the same good. And uh, next thing I know, that other guy behind me was like, F this. He's like, he's like paddling out. He's just gone, you know? And, and I felt really bad. And after, after a minute, he, he came back and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I get real competitive. And uh, you know, I was getting frustrated. I was, like, I was trying to give you some little lore. It's like, I don't care. You know, how you my pole. I, I just I like it when people catch fish, you know, whether or not I'm catching. Yeah, yeah, I'll that's like that's the fun thing, man. When you're out with your buddies, I mean, there's nothing better than just oh, we we razz each other. We're all time out there, just woo. You know, if somebody catches a fish, you know nobody else has been catching one for a minute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to hard and let your boys know you caught one. It's just it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. 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 But uh, well, and any any more with the camera in the boat. If I'm not catching fish, at least I could stop taking. <laughs> Pictures of somebody else catching fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah. Take really nice pictures. <laughs> At least I can do something. There you go. But uh no, Matt Matt is he's got a legend about him as far as the tough fishing trips. And I think, you yeah. know, yeah. that uh it doesn't matter. And that legend extends all the way into Kentucky. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, yeah. If, if if you know Matt, that that's his uh, that's his reputation. Like I said, man, it pays off. You know, excuse me. If he, you know, if he hadn't explored that creek, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, you know, gone back there with him and caught, you know, twenty, twenty-five smallies back to back. It sounds like he needs to rig up some off-road tires on his kayak. (laughs) (laughs) He does does have full drive, Uh, so he he makes sure as much as possible to be able to get where he's going. I feel like we should legitimately have a Kusa HD wall at the factory of all Matt's used Kusa HDs all flipped over so you can see the bottoms. Yeah, see the ribbons. That would be, uh, we could just call it, I mean, it should be like the entryway, you know, when you come in the yeah. doors to HR, just line the whole wall there. Yeah, one of those like, tunnels, like, like yeah. football players run through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call it the, the Cunningham Hall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that in tomorrow. I like that. But, uh, no, so, Tennessee fishing, what are, if somebody, one of these listeners was to say, man, Tennessee sounds like a really cool place. And it is. They've got tons of water, tons of places from east to west, north to south. There is a place for you to fish in Tennessee. Where would you tell them to go? Um, man, like I said, right right below Center Hill Dam. Um, it's just, especially especially if you have sonar, man. Um, you know, it's like treating you. You don't even have to mark fish. All you got to do is mark structure. Um, and you're going you're gonna to find a walleye. You know, you're gonna you're gonna find um, it just even anything. Um, you know, within within 200 yards of the dam, if, if I stay right there, um, the species I've caught, uh, like I said, walleye, all black bass, um, books, browns, and rainbows. I've caught gar, striper, um, you know, all varieties of sunfish, uh, sturgeon. Caught a sturgeon. That was that was pretty awesome um when the water's you know running uh um, pretty hard out there i've caught i've caught uh you know those stripers um i've caught seagull that was those unintentional um (laughs) uh, uh, catfish Uh, it's drum i've caught drum out there carp it's just there's so much bait out there man um that that if if you don't catch something you're, you're doing something wrong um it's just i mean I mean, Matt was catching walleye off of Ned Riggs, uh, um, which is kind of funny because uh, uh, I, I always wondered about that. You know, we weren't, if that was a fluke. And uh, there's a walleye guy up north. Um, is it is it Brett McComas or is it Jared McComas? We used to have a McComas on our team, so I, yeah. I, I, I forget. Um, I don't remember. But it, uh, I think it might be Brett McComas. Uh, he's, a, he's a big walleye guy uh, up north. Um, but just recently, I saw him post a blog. And I was like, "Ned rigs for walleyes." I was like, "Holy crap!" Matt was already doing that, you know. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was fishing for smallmouth, um, but he, he, uh, or just any bass. Uh, he was, he was laying into the, into the walleye uh, pretty heavy with that Ned rig. Now, so obviously, I mean, you know, night fishing, day fishing. What's uh, what's somebody's not into the river scene which i mean grant you know not every kayaker is into the is into the river scene uh as far as flatwater tennessee what do you think the best what would you send somebody for flatwater so you know it's funny you say that um when they're not generating 
it, it is flat water below the dam. Um, so there's an area, you know, we call the pond. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's on the Seussgate side, you know, which, which hardly ever runs. Um, but that is flat water. Um, you know, the generators are on the other side. The, the, the generators are probably a third of the dam as far as length. Um, that That's probably, I mean, again, me personally, probably because I haven't been skunked there in forever. Uh, <laughs> would be my suggestion. Um, but honestly, man, Dale Hollow is... Uh, is is magical um um especially uh much for walleye you know or green lighting in general one of my buddies green lights out there and uh um he never doesn't catch fish yeah all against <laughs> that way uh but uh no i mean tennessee's blessed in general i mean just, all the species musky you know they're all you know within within a 20 minute drive of me um so as far as fishers go, definitely, definitely in a really blessed area. Now, Vincent says, Vincent says, my fishing partner. Oh, oh, I love him death, man. That's a, so that's, a, that's, that's another, um, that is a cool thing about, you know, not, not only working at JK, working in the industry. Um, so we used to sign our names on boats. We had little tags. And after we got done building them, we would sign, you know, built by, in my case, you know, Charlie P. That's in the boat. Again, I took a lot of pride in the boats. And it started getting noticed. And uh, I met uh, I met Vincent at one of the, I mean, he, he used to be one of our team members. I met him at uh, Summit. And he was like, I want you to build my, you know, mine and my son's boat. I was like, uh, I'm not really sure how that works, but yeah, I'd, I'd be glad to. I'd forgotten about it. Um, you know, uh, a, a month or two goes by, and my supervisor comes up and says, Hey, I've got a special request. Um, I have a job order here that's got your name on it. And it was Vincent's boat. And I was like, Holy crap, like that, that was the coolest thing ever. Um, and it turned into, you know, obviously now he's one of my best friends. It, it turned into this you know, super awesome relationship. Um, it was kind of cool, you know. Um, uh, I guess the the journey and the life of those boats, because you know, as soon as it came out of the oven, I took a picture and I sent it to sent it to Vincent. And uh, um, when I got it on my table, I, I, I sent him a picture. Uh, halfway through the build, I sent him a picture, um, and then uh, uh, you know, when I got done building it, I sent him a picture. You know, I was off to shipping. And as soon as they got those boats on the water, he sent me a picture. So it was like, you know, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, this kayak that's um, very very um, cool yeah it, it, it it's cool super super cool and like i said you know he's he's, he's one of my best friends now so um you know, that would have never happened uh you know, if it weren't for jk and you know you know being part of this industry um and that, that's a big thing i noticed too is um as far as the industry in general regardless of uh of, of brand man everybody's you know we're all you know pretty tight you know there's a lot of camaraderie um you know like you know the guy that got me into striper fishing you know he's a he's a he's a wildy guy um you know chris bryant uh phenomenal phenomenal fisherman um i've you know i've fished with uh you know guys below the dam um some of the first few kayak fishermen you know uh, ben meredith you know, he's, he's a hobie guy i fish with him a few times um super super cool you know when, when we're on the water together you know we're all we're all the same 
that's what I love about being being part of this industry. Uh, you know, we all give each other crap, but but it's uh, you know it's all about. Um, I really, really enjoy it. I don't think uh, they'll, they'll have to kick me out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I agree, and you know, you're a testament to one of the things um, that I think is is really great about Jackson Kayak, and you know, it's kind of awarded me the same opportunity that is if you if you work hard and you do your job and and you try and you're passionate about it, you the sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you know, it's a, definitely definitely pays off. You know, yep. uh, and you know, there again, you said the um, the industry is the industry is big, but the industry is small. Yeah, and you know that's uh, that's a very very beautiful thing, especially people that have like Vincent that have come and gone from our team. It's you know, you never know when you're going to be cruising Facebook and you see his name pop up. You, you know, yeah. those you like on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I mean. It, it is a small family and it's really probably one of the coolest things about kayak fishing. And, and you know, we're just dirtbag paddlers. We're yeah. still that we're still that from the whitewater <laughs> people. Whitewater people can't have that no more. We're taking it. I don't know. I, don't know, man. I, I think they're still the, they're still the OG dirt bags and, uh, and Matt, yeah. Matt Jamison in the office, he'll, he'll tell you all day. He's a, he's a dirt bag at heart. You know, prideful dirt bag. Um, one of the dirtiest dirt bags. Uh, <laughs> he's a super, super awesome dude. Uh, Zach, Zach's probably, I don't think Zach's familiar with the whole uh, dirt bag. <laughs> I don't think that I've ever explained that, that one to him. I don't think so. I think that's a new one. You're gonna have to explain to Zach exactly what the dirt bag means. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do that. I'm not, I'm not super familiar. Um, I just know that's what the whitewater dudes call themselves. Yeah. Well, I think our definition is, is probably very much the same. You know, we just want to go fish. I mean, we're just, we don't need a tournament. We don't need, you know, we can just like I said, go down to the river, hang out or the lake and hang out. We just really don't. I mean, tournaments are fun. Everybody, everybody needs to, try one at some point or you know if that's not your passion man it's it's perfectly fine to go out there and be just go catch fish yeah 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 no i i've i fished with a couple with a buddy a couple basketball tournaments and like i said it wasn't it wasn't for me you know it took the it took the joy out of it you know you know cast a handful of times you know run and gun cast some more run and gun i'm like yeah i don't, I don't like doing this it's just, it, was, it was too much like work. Chris yeah, Funk it's a says, different game. Chris Funk <laughs> says they can keep the flippy dippy boats. I just want to fish. <laughs> <laughs> now Funk wants to. Uh, well, that, that's a whole nother conversation. Funk wants to come down and do the Rock Island walleye run. Man, he's that's, that's the weirdest thing. To me. Like, he, keep, he keeps saying he's never caught. Walleye. I know he. We've got to make this happen. I kind of want to do it. I yeah. kind of want to be there. It's gotten gotten pretty popular, unfortunately. It's uh, um, you know, you can you can show up and you'll be there'll be thirty other boats around you within a two hundred yard stretch. Um, so unfortunately, it's gotten uh, it's gotten fairly populated. You can still catch fish, um, especially if, if you bring new techniques. 
uh, I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but we uh, <laughs> we, 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 we found a, a technique, uh, again, uh, that they use up north. I was looking up uh, uh, some techniques that uh, some old uh, Michiganders use, and I brought it down south and it was smoking them. And uh, nobody else was uh, catching fish. Typically what, what they do around here is, you know, uh, drop jigs and lift and rip them off the bottom. Um, that works, uh, but we uh, you know, we started doing something else, and, and it, it was a lot more effective. Um, so yeah, if you can bring you can bring different techniques uh, to 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 your local body of water um, that work for the same species in a different area of the country, uh, definitely definitely pays off. Well, that is uh, that's definitely something we need to. We could probably get enough trucks to block. Rock Island rant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jackson Kayak official testing grounds. Yeah, the ramp is now closed. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I got a not probably got a roll of yellow caution tape laying around here somewhere. We could, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I got I'm, some. I'm the kids got some sidewalk chalk out here. We can like I'll lay down and you can just outline me and then we'll rope yeah. it off with some caution tape and yeah. Well, you know what we could do now that Jameson's famous is we could get a cardboard cutout of Jameson Redding. And set it at the ramp, and it would be like Wally rolled in and go, "Hi, I'm Jameson Redding. <laughs> Ramp's closed. Ramp's closed today. <laughs> hey guys, Close Jameson filming. Redding. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's what we do. We blame it on you. Probably, probably not great for marketing, but I think it'd work. I Maybe. mean, we're, we're. I mean, yeah. I mean, that sounds like something we would come up with in the marketing department. Honestly, cardboard yak yeah, squatch. <laughs> Cardboard cutouts of Jameson ready with a boat oh, with a gnar. He's got his arm around a gnar. See, now it's marketing. Yeah, yeah. You just okay. press the button and it says, "Hi guys, I'm Jameson ready Yeah, we'll talk to him about that. See, he's <laughs> down. But oh, well, man. Charlie, it is. Uh, we've made it an hour, and if I go past much past an hour, James fires me for at least oh, a week. Cool. Um, so, and you've been gone. I've, uh, let's cruise through here and uh, see if we any questions from the audience. I've seen a few coming in. Um, we've got a viewer from Puerto Rico tonight. I'm not going to Rima, Remy, Remy. I sorry. I was Pesca. Yeah, it is. dude. He's got the sick. Um, look him up on YouTube. He he catches uh, a, a tarpon um, out of the gnar, and and that thing is going berserk. Oh. Oh um, man! But yeah, I need yeah, to watch that one. Here, dude. Uh, definitely check it out. I, I watched that um, like fifteen times in the past two days. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Tarpon yeah, are it, awesome, regardless, especially yeah, on, it, yeah. it's insane. Um, uh, Stephen Tucker coming to us from YouTube tonight. He wants to know. He says, "Why is a Jackson kayak uh, the best one out there?" Well, it's because people like Charlie. Yeah, um, honestly, honestly, you know, uh, regardless of specs and all that, um, you know, not. Not not me, the, the entire team. You know, I, I'm I'm a builder. Matt Cunningham is a builder. Uh, he was a builder. Um, uh, you know, the rest of the folks inside the office uh, paddle. I'm a kayak fisherman. You know, Matt Jamison is is uh, um, you know white wire dude. He came off the ovens. Um, so we're homegrown. You know, we're, we're not talking heads. Uh, you know, you, you call us and it's somebody who's either either been in a boat, built a boat, molded a boat, or both. Um, you know, we're, we're, we are 
the lifestyle. We we are what we sell. Um, we are we Jackson Kayak. If you call me and ask me a question, I don't have a template that I'm reading off of. I'm, I'm going to answer your questions based on experience. Uh, right. Uh, you know, personal experience. So I think, I think that's the biggest thing that sets us apart um, is, is that, that we are what we sell. Absolutely. There's, there's not a one of us that isn't out there using the boats on a daily basis. Um, let's see, Jason Cassidy. Oh Lord. He wants to know what your best customer servant, com- customer service complaint has been and go. <laughs> best is, is the best mean the worst most let's go with strangest how about that let's do strangest um we had we had one person that thought their boat was melting um it was a uh it had a white in it of course you get um you get muck on your boat in the white yes. spots or in in general but it stands out more in the white but for some reason they thought that yellowing was was their the boat melting I, I swear my boat's melting i promise <laughs> you know, it's uh it's polyethylene it's not melting it's made to go in the water and they're like no it's melting you know every time i put it on the water it gets worse i think it's melting more and more I'm like no no, no it's just it's, a funky, it's it, it doesn't it's come the like funk yeah it doesn't come off on white you know on light colors as much um that's that's probably one of the one of the strangest ones I've got. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty that's yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah, and you know, I've never I've never really thought about it, but I guess yeah, I could. That discoloration does. I, yeah, guess, I don't know if they like. I don't know if they're thinking of like how styrofoam will melt and kind of discolor or or what. Yeah, I mean, no. they swore their boat was. If somebody genuinely I mean, didn't know. You should be able to touch it and realize that the surface hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a little Don dish soap goes a long way. Yeah. And let's see. Gene Wilson. Has anybody said, ever. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jack. Uh, that's Stephen Tucker. He said, Has anybody ever fished a kayak in the big bass tournaments with the bass boats? Um, I think a few have. Uh, that's relatively new, so I forget who has um, for sure. Um, but but it is definitely happening uh, right now. I think I think uh, BASS has you know um, tournaments where it's either or, you know, kayak or bass boats. Very cool. It's reminiscent um, of our, our days fishing the John boat with the bass boats. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, here's a shout out, Jesse Lesbury. Lesbry, yeah. Yeah, yeah he says uh, it was uh, great meeting you and Bridget and everyone at uh, Jackson Kayak at ICAST. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Couldn't have been any nicer and more welcoming. And on top of it, he was the winner of our and 35 quart cooler at the booth. So, congratulations nice. to you, Jesse. Yeah, no, for he's super, super cool, dude. Um, uh, it was kind of it was fun. He was he was super excited. We were there. Um, he was super excited. Uh, uh Bridget, uh, Jameson, and Jim were there, you know. Because they've been on TV, and, and to me, they're just dudes, you know. Uh, right. You know, Bridget, Bridget, Bridget's the dude. She'll she'll that. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I forget that that you know they're I guess they they're they're famous when it comes to the fishing world. Um, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny, it's sort of endearing. You know, he was he was afraid to approach them, kind of almost like kind of hesitant. He was like, you know, if I've seen him on TV, I was like, no, they're just they're just people, you know, like you and me. You know, go up there. And, Go up there and chat with him, um, but uh, um, 
was super, super cool hanging out with them, uh, you know, having them in our boats and, and chatting with us in the booth. Yeah, yeah, good to good to chat with you too, for sure, Jesse. Um, we'll uh, chat more, I'm sure. You know, if he he works for one of our dealers, we've communicated before. Um, that's another cool thing about these shows, man. Uh, putting putting faces to names because uh, mm-hmm. before you know before that happens, you're just a mysterious you know entity behind a computer screen. Uh, right. You know, uh, putting the faces to names really creates a, a whole different relationship. And I think that's one of the coolest things about the fishing industry as a whole is, you know, even even Kevin Van Dam is accessible in a way at times. You know, you can walk up to him at an event and see him. You can go to Bass Pro and shake his hand. I mean, it, it's we're very real people. No matter I, I just because we're on the internet or you're Jameson or Jim or heck, even Bridget's famous. She just won't admit it. Um, you know, everybody is accessible, and that's oh, yeah. that's very very neat about the fishing industry. Everybody. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, Ike came to our booth and and we chatted, uh, par for about a half hour, and he's he's just a just a regular dude. You know, we're gonna do it in a weird wig and sunglasses, but you know, regular dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, regardless, um, but yeah, no, for sure, super cool. You know, you never get that. Um, you know, feeling that they're above you know, anybody else. They're just, you know, they're good at what they do. So obviously they're, you know, they're, they're famous, but like I said, just talk with them one-on-one. They're just like you or me. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, we are going to let you go. And Chris Funk says he's going to love that 35. Um, we're going to let you go. <laughs> we're going to drop you down below. We're going to sign this thing off and we'll be right back with you, man. Just hold Sweet. on just a second. All right, man. There you oh. guys. Yeah, you're a big one. Uh, scared yeah. everybody before they scared go. Scared everybody. All right, guys. That uh, that was episode 13, the Orion podcast with our boy Charlie talking a little bit about Stripers, Adventure, and iCast. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It was good. Stripers, one. man. Big fish. Big fish. It's time, Zach. I, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to venture out of uh, out of Indiana at some point. Yeah tomorrow's good but uh anyway thanks for watching remember you guys can check us out we will be posting this up on spotify google podcast um yeah anywhere except itunes because we can't figure that out so anyway <laughs> we're working on it we we're working on it out yet. we're working on it. check out orion coolers check out jackson kayak visit us at jacksonkayak.com and thank you for watching episode 13 we'll see you in two weeks for another orion podcast and i will see you on thursday night jackson kite fishing facebook for doc talk bye-bye <laughs>